Welcome to How to Stop Wanting Him Back, a podcast on not just getting over your ex, but into yourself. I'm Claire, the Heartbreak Coach. Let's make what feels impossible possible. Hey, loves. Welcome to episode 38. Your emotional safety isn't his job. First, I just want to share that we are at over 52,000 downloads of How to Stop Wanting Him Back. And again, this is only the 38th episode. So I'm just so overwhelmed, blown away, proud, happy, grateful, all the things to all of you who have been listening including my haters and my judgers, because as I learned in my very first coach training with the Martha Beck program, if you're not pissing someone off, you're doing something wrong. So with that, let's dive into how your emotional safety isn't his job. So as you all know, I created my belief man plan and committed to thinking, feeling, and behaving as Claire in her ideal relationship. As you all know, I got a, well, you don't know this, but I did just receive a one-star review um, from a listener who is so over hearing about how I created 20 clients and that my coaching is very expensive. So with that, The reason why I talk about how I created 20 clients this year is because I am not heartbroken despite being a heartbreak coach, right? I've been through a lot of heartbreak and I've learned and grown and tried so many different ways to heal my heart and I have fallen on my face. I know what not to do and I've been coaching enough people long enough to really own that I believe I am the heartbreak expert. I love what I do. I love who I serve. I love my message. I love my approach. I love all of it. And with that, I talk about how I created 20 clients this year because that was my transformation this year. I don't want to work with a coach. And none of you, if you're interested in coaching, whether you're interested in working with me or another coach, none of you should want to work with a coach who isn't getting coached and still always up-leveling her life. Maybe there's something to heal. Maybe there's a relationship with money that she wants to heal, or maybe she needs to lose weight or whatever it is, or she's in transformation because she's creating. And this year has been so much about creation and transformation for me. And so, yes, I'm going to talk about how I'm continuing to up-level my life and show you how my commitment to my thinking has yielded me the results of 20 clients who are paying a good amount of money for my services because I went from being broke as a joke and totally brokenhearted and skin and bone and all the the negative victim-y things to now someone who is really healthy in her body, really healthy with her relationship to money, and now in a new dating situation that is blowing my mind that I know I created with my mind. So of course, I'm going to be talking about my life on this podcast because I'm ultimately selling transformation and healing that I have gone through. So I think talking about my personal experience and making this podcast a lot about me is kind of par for the course when you're listening to any coach's podcast. I also love to talk about my clients' transformations. I love to talk about friends um, going through stuff. And um, so I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like I said, if you're not pissing someone off, you are doing something wrong. So 
That said, she also talked about how I don't let my guests speak. And I actually have noticed myself that I get so excited and I interrupt and I want to add. So that's something that I do want to take to heart and I do want to work on with my guests in the future. And I think that there's something to be said about when we are triggered, there's usually some truth or fear of the truth when we're receiving negative feedback. Brooke Castillo talks about this all the time. She is the creator of the thought model that I talk about in all of these episodes that I use on my clients, that I use on myself, that they that my coaches use on me. And she says, if someone said to you, like, you got to go deal with your blue hair, you should change it. What are you going to say? Brooke talks about if someone was calling you out on having blue hair, you would just eye roll them and be like, okay, whatever. That person is clearly colorblind. I don't have blue hair moving on. So if someone, you know, I I, I did a a post on this a while back when I was modeling and acting, I was super self-conscious of my lower body and my butt and like everybody would comment on it. Photographers would comment on it. Stylists would comment on it. And so I was always triggered about that. And then I made the realization that if someone was to say, oh, your arms are really big, I'd be like, "Uh, no, they're not because I don't think I have big arms, right? It's like, what does our brain consider to be fact? And what is our brain triggered by? Because and usually we're, and now I'm going on a totally separate tangent, but we're always triggered by the things that are on our brains that we are self-conscious about or feel really vulnerable about. So me doing this podcast, even though, yes, we're on episode 38, there's always blood, sweat, and tears that go into each podcast. And of course, I'm a human first, not a coach first. And so I always want to please the masses, but I also totally understand that that is not possible. I wanted to talk about emotional safety and how your partner isn't responsible to give you that, which I think is something that most people say, what? What do you mean, Claire? As I was saying, yes, I created my 20 clients with my brain. And so then once I hit the 20 clients, I was inspired to create one man with my brain. And I really believe that I did consciously create a lovely person into my life. And the first place that I went to in creating him, which is so funny, I tell him I created him as if like he didn't exist before he came into my life. (laughs) But I thought about the qualities that he had, right? Again, this is before he entered into my life. I thought about the qualities my ideal guy would have. And I never put emotional safety. He makes me feel safe emotionally, which is so interesting because majority of my relationships in my past, I have not felt emotionally safe, but I know coach Claire knows I didn't feel emotionally safe because I was never consciously giving myself emotional safety. I totally gave whoever I was dating the power to make me feel a certain way. Now, I will be completely honest with you guys. In this new relationship, there are times where I am not feeling emotionally safe because of my projection based on past traumatic experiences that I have never made. I mean, hopefully he's not listening. I've never made it his problem because he's fucking amazing. And I have triggers that come up that because I've done this work for so long, because I go inward every day, because I manage my mind every day, because I'm getting coached on my brain, not just in my love life, but in any every area of my life, I am able to discern that I am projecting versus a gut feeling about this man. So revert back to my episode with my former therapist, Ashley Graber. I believe the title is something to the effect of, is it my gut or my projection. So triggers still come up and my brain wants to cue. This is not emotionally safe. And I've shared this earlier, whether it was on Instagram or in this podcast, 
I have been alone for a while and I have escaped into my business. And I really asked myself when I quote unquote escaped into my business, I don't even think escape is the accurate word, but I very consciously chose to focus on my business because I wanted to get it to one place. And I truly believe that when you focus on one thing, I've said this a million times on this podcast, you go all in on one thing, you are going to get to an amazing place. You are going to hit that goal quicker instead of, you know, spreading out your goals. And so I really asked myself, Ooh, is this me, you know, conveniently, avoiding vulnerability and discomfort because I feel vulnerable and uncomfortable growing my business, but I also am so confident, right? I think when we're ever, we're setting huge goals for ourselves in business, it's yes, there's vulnerability and fear and there's a fear of losing money. And will you keep a roof over your head or will anyone want to buy your services? Will anyone think you're good? But I guess because of my years of acting, I had to do so much work on owning my talent, which I don't think I did such a great job of. But overall, I kept auditioning. I kept pursuing because I really did believe in my talent. And I really did believe that there was a place for me in in the business. But I think when it comes to our hearts, there's so much more at stake, at least for me, at least that's what my experience is. I think some people care more about work than relationships. For me, 100% my relationships, my family, my friends, whoever I'm dating, like that is for sure my top priority. And I really committed to making my business my top priority. And I was excited to make my business my top priority and hit that goal of 20 clients because I knew I had to become an up-leveled version of myself in order to be a coach who regularly has 20 clients. Because keep in mind, it's not like I have 20 clients all the time. They're constantly clients wrapping up their six-month contracts with me. Some renew, some don't. And so I've still had a steady roster of 20 clients over the last four or five months now. And so I really did believe that once I hit the 20 clients that I was now going to have this new level of confidence and like boss babery. (laughs) If that is even a word, it is not a word, but I just made it up. I just knew that I was going to show up in a completely different way in my dating life, owning the badass female entrepreneur life coach that I am. And I think that that level of confidence has has attracted a totally different caliber of guy. Whereas even last year, I just, one guy pops into my brain and like, he just did not take what I did seriously and kind of eye rolled the whole coaching thing. And I kind of just laughed it off. And not that I need anyone who I'm dating to like be drinking my Kool-Aid, but there was not really a care or a respect there. But I don't think I was giving myself as a coach the care and respect that I deserved and that I needed. But it doesn't come from the other person. It comes from you circling it back to the emotional safety, right? So I really thought about the qualities that I wanted this guy to have. And none of them were about him making me feel emotionally safe. And so I've had a lot of clients. I've had a lot of you reach out and say, you're so interested in my process. I actually created a video about calling in Mr. Wright. And if you're interested in that video, subscribe and then email me because the the video won't be automatically sent to you. I've already sent it out to my list. But if you are interested, just subscribe and then send me an email, clearyourmindcoaching at gmail.com and just say, you know, I'm interested in that video. I'd love to share it. And I really talk about the qualities that I was looking for in him and how I would feel being in a relationship with someone who for sure is emotionally available. So I think emotional availability 
and someone making me feel emotionally safe is actually two very different things. Emotional availability is someone who is willing to follow through on his word, has consistency, consistently shows up, is committed, isn't afraid of the commitment, isn't afraid of monogamy, and is just all in and can have the hard conversations and can express his needs and express how he feels and be open to hearing how you feel, which again, will make you feel emotionally safe for sure. But I have to own my feelings and my needs regardless of what his reaction is going to be. So I'm only newly dating this guy and I don't normally talk about people who I'm newly dating, except that I think that this person is pretty exceptional and amazing. And my heart is just totally blown away by him. And we have had some challenging conversations. I'm just going to be as, as vague as I can possibly be challenging conversations, just in the sense of like, he's a grown ass adult. I'm a grown ass adult. We're not messing around. He lives two hours away. So you kind of have to just get clear because I I have no interest in being half-assed with someone who lives two hours away. I am way too selfish with my time. Obviously, I'm working on average 50-hour weeks and at night, I'm just exhausted. I barely have any energy to socialize. And so if I'm going to create space for love in my life and make an effort with someone who lives two hours away, like I'm just not fucking around. You know, we're really getting clear about like what we both want in life and having those kinds of conversations. And there are interesting curveballs that have been thrown my way that I am totally adjusting to because I think he's totally worth it. And there was a moment where I was like, I could say everything that's on my mind here, or I could leave. And I literally said that to him. I'm like, I I could be super vulnerable or we could just say, okay, well, this is where you are. This is where I'm at and I should go, you know, and both felt really wrong. It felt wrong to run and it felt really scary to say how I feel, especially because this has been a new situation. And he said, I would love to hear how you feel. And it was still really hard for me to express how I feel. And it did not feel safe, even though he was totally present, totally listening, touching me, making me feel as good as he possibly could. But because it was my shit and my fear, I didn't feel emotionally safe. And that was not on him. And that's how I know it's not anyone's job to make you feel emotionally safe. And what I was thinking in order to gear myself up to say all the vulnerable things that I really did want to say, despite it being early and all of that, is I was like, I, I would want my client to say what she wants to say and see how it lands and go from there. And of course, he received it in such a beautiful way and it was so lovely. But I've also been in situations where I have been vulnerable and it hasn't been well received. I have been rejected, right? And I mean, again, rejected is a thought, but it hasn't just been received or someone isn't on the same page. I've been there, but it wasn't him who made me feel emotionally unsafe because at the end of the day, I knew that even if what I said didn't land well on the person I'm dating, I would walk away and I would do the coaching work and I would say, you know what? I spoke my truth. I was super vulnerable and that's all I can do, right? And he can either rise to the occasion and meet me there or Honestly, he, he could also say like, fuck off. I don't care. You're crazy. Right. Um, which is all of our biggest fears. Or he could say, thank you so much for sharing. I don't think we're on the same page. Take care. Right. That wouldn't make someone a dick. 
So you just have to own what your truth is and state what your needs are. And again, we're, you know, I know I'm being a little bit vague here and I'm just trying to protect my privacy and the privacy of the person I'm dating right now at this point. But I'm not saying go out on a first date and be super vulnerable and ask for all you need. This was an organic conversation about something that really needed to be addressed to decide if we were going to continue seeing each other or not. So I'll just leave it at that. And because of the distance and everything, it was like, we either got to have this conversation now or have it be this elephant in the room or not. It was addressed and it was a great conversation, but like even the vulnerability hangover I had afterwards, right? It's like, yes, I'm a coach, you guys, and I am all about drinking the Kool-Aid and I'm all about telling everyone, speak your truth, ask for what you need, be vulnerable, own your shit, own your needs, own your worth, regardless of whatever anyone says. And this all goes back to Brene Brown's message, right? It's like, we have to be willing to fall so deeply in love or we have to be willing to say the most scary thing and be willing to risk the pain on the other side of that. It's like the higher the risk, the higher the reward, or then you get your answer and then you get your truth and then you can figure out whether or not you move forward or you don't move forward. And I know it's so scary when you hear the thing that you don't wanna hear, but again, the emotional safety comes from you. It comes from the comfort that you're like, this is me. I am worthy of asking for what I need. I am worthy of speaking my truth. I am worthy of saying, here's who I am. This is where I'm at in my life. This is what I'm looking for. This is how I feel about you. What are your thoughts? And I know that that's so terrifying, but I think that that is giving yourself the safety and the security. I talked about this on my Instagram stories a couple of days ago regarding a new client who came to me because she's so tired of being in vague situations with emotionally unavailable men. She's only 26 and she has this long distance, vague situation with this guy who she really likes. And they've been doing it this, you know, dance for, oh, I want to say like four or five months. And she really likes him and she wants to see where it could go. But there's just this elephant in the room and they talk a lot. And when they see each other, They get together and basically she did have the hard conversation with him through our coaching together and said, you know, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not asking for a ring on the finger. I'm just wondering like where you're at and do you want to see where this could go? And he was just wishy-washy and I'm not sure, whatever. And then they continued their vague conversations. I can tell she does not feel emotionally safe in this situation. And then it makes her feel insecure. And she said, my biggest fear is like finally shutting the door and then having to deal with the belief that I'm not good enough. But here's the deal. You're fulfilling your belief that you're not good enough when you're staying in a situation where a guy isn't on the same page as you or a girl isn't on the same page as you. Because someone who wants to feel emotionally safe will say, this is me. These are my needs. I really like you. We've been doing this song and dance for a while. It no longer serves me. I would actually like to see where it could go despite the distance between us. How do you feel about that? He says, I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking for. Okay, well, I do know what I'm looking for. And it's clear you don't. And not knowing to me is a no. So I'm going to lovingly part ways. Wish you all the best. This doesn't mean goodbye forever. We'll never speak or see each other again. It's just, I'm going to choose me. I'm going to give myself the emotional safety and security that you don't want to give me or you're not prepared to give me for whatever the reasons are. But that doesn't make me less worthy of love. It doesn't make me less worthy of as a woman. 
It's just, I've got to learn to choose me. And people don't want to do that because they don't want to feel the pain of losing the person. And so they stay in these vague areas and they don't address their needs and they don't address the elephant in the room and they don't ask the hard questions and they let all this time go by. And then they get more emotionally attached and then they're feeling more emotionally wobbly and unsure and unsafe because they don't know where they stand. So you get to give you the emotional safety. Now, do I feel emotionally safe dating this man? 100%, but I've given myself so much love. I have owned myself in a totally different way. And that does not mean fear and discomfort and angst and all the uncomfortable feels don't come up for me. They totally do. But I don't ask him to give me the safety. I don't ask him for reassurance. I have to give that to myself. And every time I do, the man totally shows up in spades. So how can you give yourself the emotional safety that you're seeking from someone else? Can you cross emotional safety off the list of the qualities that you are looking for in a man? He can be emotionally available, but the only person that can make you feel emotionally safe is you. Even if you're asking him for more and he says, go fuck off, He's not making you feel emotionally unsafe. You're only believing you're emotionally unsafe by giving him the power just because he said, fuck off. Like from where I stand, if I have a client who says, yeah, no, he doesn't want it. Or he rejected me. He didn't want to have sex with me. Or after we had sex, he turned over and he just felt really cold. He was really cold to me. And now I just felt really unsafe emotionally. I didn't feel cared for totally human and totally normal. I will be fully transparent with you guys. I would feel the same. And then I get to decide, wow, well, do I want to continue to sleep with this person who's turning over afterwards and acting really cold? Or do I want to address it? Hey, is everything okay? Or do I want to just leave and say, all right, well, it seems like you're done. So I'm going to go, right? Like, how do I take the best care of myself? Do I just lie there and wait for him to turn around to give me the affection that I'm craving? Um, I would say no, (laughs) but that's what we do. And that's even what my client was doing. Like, well, we just had another three hour conversation. Of course you did. He's totally fine having long conversations with you without giving you anything else more that you are desiring. He is going to stay that way. But are you willing to ask? And if he says he can't or won't, are you willing to walk away and give yourself the love and the emotional safety that you totally deserve and that is within you that you get to tap into all the time? How do you want to think and feel about a guy who says, I just don't know what I want. I'm just not sure. And you're there and I'm here. How do you want to feel about a guy who's pursuing you and asking you out? And then you finally have sex and he turns over and then he like barely has any interest until he's looking to have sex with you again. That does not dictate your worth That does not determine whether you are safe or not. You get to decide and you always get to decide how you want to think, feel and behave and show up in a different way. But if you keep saying yes to the guys who are giving you crumbs or the women who are giving you crumbs, just remind yourself they aren't doing it to you. You are doing it to you. And I know that all of this is often hard to hear because you want to blame the other person. You want to justify your pain. You want to justify your victim story. But I am telling you guys You get to kill that victim story with your thoughts at any point in time. You get to shut that shit down at any point in time and just start telling yourself the person who gives me emotional safety first and foremost is myself. 
the person who gives me emotional safety first and foremost is myself. And 100% for me in this new relationship, I want to reiterate, I, I believe I just said this earlier. I do feel emotionally safe with him, but I know I attracted an emotionally available man because of all the work that I had done on myself and because of the commitment that I made in my brain to attracting someone emotionally available before he fucking arrived. That is the work. Your thoughts create your results. I had to think in a different way. I had to completely transform all of my victim-y, shitty men stories from my past into a story of complete self-empowerment and ownership that every single one of those situations unfolded because of my own beliefs about myself and my own beliefs about men and my own beliefs about romantic relationships. I had to transform and shift those And give myself the love, myself the emotional security, myself the worthiness, myself the value. And think about the possibility that Mr. Right does exist and he is out there. And if I think that I'm fucking amazing, there is someone else out there fucking amazing who's looking for me. And some of you might listen to this and say, whoa, self-centered, like that one star review. Call it self-centered. I own it because I went from thinking I was a worthless piece of shit for so many years And some people who have known me from afar and from the outside, actress, and I was modeling and it looked like I was leading this fabulous life and I was miserable in so many ways. And now I'm here to say it's a fucking amazing ride. It is still a challenging ride. I still feel fear and anxiety every day, whether it's around my business, whether it's around my new relationship, whether it's around clients, whatever it is. And I show up and I manage my mind and I do the work and I create, 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 create over and over and over and over again. And as a result, I am definitely living my best life to date. And that is totally available to you. But don't believe the bullshit story that some man or some woman is supposed to give you emotional safety. That comes from you. It is 100% possible. You commit your brain every day and you don't bullshit yourself. You don't cover over like I'm emotionally safe. I think that that's what gives self the self-help world a bad name. Like just say these affirmations. no. Believe what's true. So if you're feeling completely panicked and insecure and lonely and unworthy and abandoned and rejected, I don't think the new thought is I am emotionally safe. But what if it is it's totally possible for me to give myself the emotional safety that I am seeking from someone else? Just expand yourself to that possibility. And if you're around someone who shuts down and doesn't listen to you and doesn't receive any of your love or doesn't have time to listen to what it is that you need. Again, he's not giving you the power to feel unsafe. You get to decide, oh, I say no to you. I'm looking to be with someone where I get to express my fears. I get to express my desires and hold the space for his fears and his desires and give him the love that I would love to receive from him as well and enhance each other's lives versus fill a void in each other's lives. If you've been following me for a while, you know that I have been living a pretty kick-ass single life in Los Angeles as a woman in her late 30s, fully owning it. If anything, it is more scary for me to be vulnerable and open-hearted and falling for someone than it is for me to be alone and totally content with my own company, with my amazing girlfriends, with my amazing business. So I have that work to do to just, because I know deep, deep, deep down, I totally want a connected partnership and I totally want to be in love and I totally want to be open-hearted and experience that connection because I'm worth it and you are so worth it. 
but your thoughts do create your results. So if this is a result that you are craving, I highly recommend that you reach out to me for my six month one-on-one program and start healing these bullshit stories that are holding you back from creating the life of your dreams. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. Hey, love. If you're picking up what I'm throwing down and would like to deepen this work with me as your coach, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com forward slash work dash with dash me and apply for my six month one-on-one coaching program where we'll not only heal your heart, but take your entire life to the next level. I can't wait to read your application.